Welcome to the Hingham Cast. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local, looking at the pandemic, politics, and everything in between through the lens of one small town, here on Boston South Shore. But the issues we explore are unfolding in communities across the country, like housing. What's affordable? What's decent? And where can it be? Here's the arbor I put up and with the cobblestone edging and stuff. A walkway I'm building. I built a fire pit in the backyard. I put a shed up um, with a permit, of course. Watch your step. Uh, Andre Lavoie gives me a tour of his property. It's tucked away off Central Street in Hingham, backing up to Haley Field. When he was a kid, the land was owned by the town, just woods, where he and his brother would play. I got to pinch myself, you know, living back here. it's, It's like a dream. It's like a dream. His house is a Habitat for Humanity house that he helped build nearly 20 years ago. You may have heard that South Shore Habitat plans to build two new houses here in Hingham on Whiting Street. The projects are a lot, and they'll need the community's help. So I wanted to talk with the Lavoys about what their home has meant to them all these years. Your eyes are a little misty. How come? Oh, I just talking about the house in general and my family. When I think about my family and talk about my, their situation, I get emotional. Why? It's all I have. <laughs> Couple of buddies and your family. It's all you have in life, you know? Are you proud? I'm proud of my service in the Marine Corps, and, and uh, I'm a Hingamite. I'm a proud Hingamite. Lavoie's family has lived here since 1906. Andre and his wife, Danielle, wanted to raise their kids here, too, but like so many other first-time homebuyers, they were priced out of the Hingham market. Even rentals here were too pricey. So in 2005, they were renting an apartment in Hull. When we first moved in, it was $750 a month. And then the four years later, the landlord sold the building and uh, bumped us to nine. And then when he sold it, the new landlord bumped us to $1,200. Mm. You know, and I had a car payment and, and, and four kids at the time. It was it was. Some, some, some months it was tough to uh, swing half the rent. It's, it's tough. It's tough for the average working family to make ends meet. For you, Danielle, were you worried? I mean, yeah, sometimes trying to come up with the rent. And, you know, when we did have, you know, we pay the rent and then, you know, we'd be short on money for food. Mm. Very stressful to worry. And are the kids going to have enough food or, you know, they're going to have, can I afford to buy them sneakers? Or it's like, I mean, and back then it was, it's like, okay, do I go buy dinner or do I go get, you know, sneakers for the kids? And that's how it was for, you know, cause he, you know, he worked construction. So the winter months, it was usually the winter months that were really tough. One day flipping through the Hull Times, Danielle saw a story on South Shore Habitat. The nonprofit was putting out a call for potential home buyers to buy one of two homes in Hingham. Built on land, the town had donated for affordable housing. Danielle, with four young kids underfoot, filled out an application. When I saw that, you know, they were building a house (laughs) right around the corner from where (laughs) my husband grew up, I was like, that would be amazing. So, Andre, what was it for you that made you want to move back? Trees and woods and um, the sports and the school system and uh, even the transfer station, the the dump, not have to pay for trash pickup and, you know, different amenities, uh, how they plow the roads, how they how they take care and manicure the town, you know. It's really second to none. Mm. I was uh, very blessed to have uh, been generational in this town. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's challenging, right? Because you think about generational housing or you think about young families. I mean, there are so many people priced out of Hingham. And that's why it is so important to have affordable housing, you know, these communities like ours, because it's a great place to, you know, to raise your family, but a lot of people just can't afford. Yeah. Three bedroom and hang them. So I've, I've seen signs, a million, million two for a three bedroom and hang them. You know, who's got a million two sitting around? I want to take a quick break here to ask if you like what you're hearing, support us by writing us a review wherever you listen. And sign up for our emails, letting you know when new episodes drop. Each week, we give away great treats from movie tickets and spa treatments to outdoor gear and awesome craft brewing swag. Sign up at thehinghamcast.com. Okay, back to our conversation with Danielle and Andre. To qualify for a Habitat house, you have to be a first-time homebuyer, demonstrate need, and show that you can financially handle paying the affordable mortgage Habitat holds. The Lavoys checked all the boxes. They had to make sure that, you know, you, you met the criteria. From there, I believe there was, what, 35, 40 people left. So I guess they, I remember when um, they called us to tell us, um, they put the remaining applicants that were left, our names in a hat, and they pulled our name out, and that's how we got the house. <laughs> wow. It was a lottery. Yeah, it was winning the lottery. Walk me through like the moment that you heard and what went through you. They were calling us the night before because they couldn't wait for the next day to tell us, but I turned the ringer off because my husband, you know, he went to bed early because we both got up early to go to work. And so the ringer was off. (laughs) And I guess, and there was like probably 10 messages because they wanted to put us on speaker to tell us because like the whole committee was there. Uh, I know. So I get home from work the next day and my grandmother was watching, you know, the little ones. And she's like, this man keeps calling you. I'm like, what man? She's like, I don't know. He keeps calling. You've got to call him back. So I go and check the messages and sure enough, it was Habitat. He's like, just want to let you know that you have the house. And I was just, I started crying. I was so happy just to know that we weren't going to have to rent anymore. And just to know that my kids would could live in a house and have a yard. It was very overwhelming. And that was just the beginning. Now came the build. The owners of any Habitat house are required to help with the construction, sweat equity, along with hundreds of volunteers in the community. Describe what that was like, having all these strangers and neighbors and all of these people come out for you and and pick up a hammer for you. Everyone was always so nice, you know, and I said it when the house was finally built, and I may never remember all, you know, the faces and names of all the volunteers, but I will never forget why they were here. They moved into their new house a few days before Christmas. And there was a tree here waiting for us. We still don't know whoever gave us that Christmas tree, which was awesome to walk in, and there was a Christmas tree all set up for us. I mean, that must have been some Christmas morning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, the best Christmas gift, birthday gift, any gift you could ever ask for or wish for to walk in and wake up on Christmas Day and like... In a brand new house. Brand new house. (laughs) That's yours. Over these past decades, the Lavoie say Hingham's been so much more than a house. When their son Jeremy was diagnosed with cancer a few years ago, the community rallied around them again. It was awful, but... 
it was so great because like his school came together and you know they did like a um a mail train they call it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was great you know like like i said the community his friends parents donating gift cards it was awesome and just you know what i mean just to have people just you know what i mean just to be there for you whether you know you ask for the help or not it was amazing what do you think this whole experience has given to your kids a, a sense of being a sense of belonging a stability and st- structure and discipline that's what marines are about yeah it's changed our lives i mean all I, I, we already have three kids that have graduated from Hingham high school and two you know two are in college but one is in the trades and every town should have affordable housing so if, like you know like i said hard working families they just want a chance just to be able to own their home yeah you're guaranteed to see uh, a family uh, prosper and, and and thrive through it yeah oh habitat uh, i don't even know how to describe it i'll get emotional i don't even know how to describe it life-changing experience Before we continue our conversation with the folks at Habitat, let's take a quick break to thank our media partners at the Hingham Anchor. To put faces to these voices and see the site of the new Whiting Street builds, head to HinghamAnchor.com. Okay, let's get back to our conversation. I pulled in some data on housing, and according to the U.S. Census Bureau Household Pulse Survey, in Massachusetts, more than a quarter of adults who were behind on rent or their mortgage reported that the likelihood of eviction or foreclosure in the next two months is somewhat likely or very likely. That's better than the national average of about a third, but still a huge swath of people who could be pushed out of their homes. Harvard's latest Joint Center for Housing Studies report identified a lack of affordable housing as the nation's primary cause of homelessness and housing instability. So let me bring in someone trying to make a difference. My next guest is Beth Lyons. She's the executive director of South Shore Habitat for Humanity. Hi, Beth. Hi, Allie. Beth, so paint me a picture of Habitat on the South Shore in general and then in Hingham in particular. Um, well, South Shore Habitat has been around for 35 years, and over the year, 35 years, we've built 62 homes to help low-income, hardworking families uh, find affordable housing. And how many are in Hingham in particular? We have three homes in Hingham, and we're looking forward to building two more. Awesome. So it's not lost on anyone that Massachusetts um, has been in the midst of a housing crisis for years. How does that affect what you do? Uh, It just makes our job much more important. There are more families now than ever that are looking for affordable housing, especially on the South Shore where the average home is well over half a million dollars. What threshold do you have to meet to qualify for a Habitat home? Well, Habitat homeowners will fill out a pretty extensive uh, application. They must earn no more than 60% of the area median income. They must have a need for housing. They also must be able to pay a mortgage. So what's the particular challenge in an expensive or affluent town like Hingham? Well, we're very lucky with Hingham. Uh, Hingham is very dedicated to having more affordable homes within the town. They realize that their average home price is significantly higher than uh, half a million dollars, which is difficult for families um, who work within the town. You know, we're talking police, firemen, 
all essential workers, teachers, they can't afford to live in the town. And especially on the South Shore, where it is so difficult to find affordable housing, Mm. there are teachers and local town workers who have to drive a a large distance or a significant distance to get to work every day. So, you know, you say teachers and firefighters, you know, can't afford to live here and be close by. What's the other risk for a community like Hingham or for the fabric of a community like Hingham if there aren't more options for housing? Well, diversity is a huge issue. You don't have the economic diversity, the racial diversity. And without diversity, you don't have economic growth. You need to attract young people who can afford to live in town. You have seniors who are living in town but may no longer be able to afford to live in the town. Yeah, you know, I worry about, you know, also young people moving in. I mean, you know, our first house was in Hingham. We were super lucky to to get in, and I don't know that we would have been able to afford it, you know, with the housing prices as they are right now. And you, you look around town, and it's not a lot of young new families. I mean, I've seen some, which is exciting, but it feels like you know, you don't have kind of fresh blood, fresh ideas coming in or fresh people to sustain a community. That That's very true. The other thing that's very important is for, for families who are able to move into the town, Hingham offers so many opportunities for families. Um, and those families that can't afford to live in the town are missing those opportunities. You've got a great school system. You're on the water. Um, There's opportunities with different programs throughout the town. And that is huge for these young families who are really trying to move from poverty to prosperity. If you don't have a hand up versus a hand out, you're not going to have those opportunities. And that doesn't allow these families to grow. Let's take a quick break here. If you think having a hyper-local podcast in your community is valuable, help us grow. Forward an episode to a friend or amplify us on social media. And if you have thoughts or an episode idea to share, reach out. I'm at Allie at thehinghamcast.com. Okay, back to the conversation. All right, well, let's talk about this build. Tell us where the build site is, and you're going to put two houses on it. Give us a lay of the land. So the site is on Whiting Street. Um, It's a small piece of property that did have two homes on the property. Um, Right now, there's existing one home, which is in terrible condition um, and is unlivable. So we will have to remove that home. We will be building two 1,300-square-foot colonials. Each home is uh, three bedrooms one and a half baths. Um, these families will have a yard. Many of them have lived in apartments and not had you know, yards for their children to play. Hmm. Very simple things that we tend to take for granted. You know, Having a child being able to go out and explore and play in a safe area, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. So do you find the family to live in the house before you build the house? Once we're ready to build, we do put out applications and make them available for anybody who would like to apply. In our most recent home, um, we had 30 applications for one house, mm. which is, is really hard because these are 30 families that need affordable housing and just shows you how great the need is. Um, once the family is chosen, they 
must perform uh, 250 hours worth of volunteer time per adult, which means most of the time families will build their own home, which is a wonderful opportunity to learn about their house and understand you know, what, what is involved in being a homeowner. Mm how you fix something. These homeowners are really learning how their home is constructed and what needs to be done, which is very important. Yeah. It must be um, incredibly challenging to pick who you're going to give the home to. It's very difficult. Um, We follow all state guidelines. We do not discriminate. Um, We are required by state that we cannot choose a family from a specific town. Mm. When we receive all these applications, they're reviewed by a banker um, so that we check all their credit. um, And then we do a home visit to make sure there's an actual need for housing. Mm. And once we've narrowed it down to three or four, we bring this to our board of directors and present them with the families without any names and just give them the details of the family and the need. And it's up to our board of directors to select the family that they think has the greatest need. Mm. Wow, that's really something. You know, and I said, give the house. You're not giving the house. If, If people are in, you know, kind of tricky economic situations, how do they afford to to have this home? What what do they have to put into it? Our homes, um, on the average, for mortgage, insurance, and taxes are about $900 a month, mm. which um, I'm sure you know that in Hingham, the average apartment, one-bedroom apartment, is about $2,000 a month. Mm. So these families are getting a brand new home, energy efficient. They've learned about their home, and they're paying $900, approximately $900 a month to live in their home. Give me the kind of nuts and bolts. Okay, so where you are now, you've got a piece of land. Now what do you have to do beyond the family? Like what do you have to do to get those houses built? Well, our houses um, are built by volunteers. Um, We also pay for our houses through donations. And the project in Hingham, um, because of all of the pre-construction work that needs to be completed, removing the house, removing the septic system, preparing the property to take two homes, putting up fencing. There's there's a lot of details in this project that is really not traditional for most of our projects. Mm. So this project is is a little more costly than our others. Our homes are sell for around $200,000. And most of the time we hold the mortgage, um, 0% interest rate. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes donations. It takes volunteers. Uh, it takes not only donations, monetary donations, but it takes in-kind donations, donations from people who you know, may own a construction company and are able to help us dig foundations or put a roof on or put in a heating system. We try and keep our costs as low as possible. And when our volunteers come build with us, most of them don't have any experience building a home. Mm. But we have an incredible team here that will teach volunteers how to build and will give them an opportunity to learn. So you need kind of cold, hard cash. You need 
in-kind donations, you're not looking for curtains, so to speak. You're looking for windows and siding and all sorts of things. Um, in terms of the, you know, kind of build itself, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity for volunteers. Paint me a picture of, of who that is. Well, it can be any anybody 16 years and older who wants to come lend a hand. We have people from churches come. We have companies. We have individuals. Uh, we have schools. We have a wide variety of people that will come swing a hammer, you know, cut some wood, do all the things that we need to build the home. However, we do not use volunteers for some of the more difficult types of construction, for example, putting a roof on a house or framing a house. We we use professionals for those types of tasks or, or plumbing. I don't think anybody wants to live in a house where I've had a hand in the plumbing. <laughs> Probably not. But, you know, we have uh, quite a few uh, companies that will just come out and lend a hand. For example, IBEW does all of our electrical work for every single one of our homes. Mm. And we have a plumbing company that has agreed to do all of our plumbing for us. Mm. That saves a tremendous amount of money. Soup to nuts in terms of money. How much do you need to raise? The project is approximately $600,000. Wow. And that's mainly higher because of the removal of a home and um, doing some preliminary work to have the site ready to begin construction. Uh-huh. Um, we also have to think about lumber costs have increased. They've more than doubled. That's expensive. Oh, yeah. We have to budget that. And sometimes there's things that happen that we can't budget for. But right now we're looking at about $600,000. So if you put that um, per house, you're, you're saying it's about $300,000 to build each house. Mm-hmm. And we sell each house for $200,000. Hmm. So you really need people to step up. We do. We do. And, you know, we like to say that we don't build the homes, the community builds the homes. And having the community take part in this project is really huge. Um, they get to build alongside the families and they they have a sense of pride um, for what they've done. And mm. it welcomes these new homeowners into the community and sets them up for success. Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. When do you expect to break ground? And then how long is it until the houses are complete, typically? Well, we're looking at uh, this fall, we'll start construction where we will demolish the home, prepare the site. We will not begin actual construction of the homes. We're we're looking at spring. um, And that is providing we're able to raise all the money that is required to build these homes. Mm. The worst thing we can do is start construction and then have to stop because we don't have the money to continue. So we like to make sure that we're in a good financial place and are able to afford all the construction costs. Okay. So cash is king for the moment. It is. It takes us between nine and 10 months to build one home. Now, while we're building two, um, if we have a lot of volunteers, we might be able to build two homes in nine months. No guarantee. Um, it just depends on you know, how many people step up the plate and are able to help us. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell people how they can get involved. If they want to make a donation, what do they do? And if they want to sign up for manual labor, what do they do? Well, everything can be done on our website, which is sshabitat.org. And if you want to make a donation and designate it 
for the Hingham Project, you're able to do that. If you're interested in volunteering on the site, um, we won't be posting volunteer days until we're really ready to begin construction. Hmm. If you're interested in donating services or product, feel free to call our office. We'd love to talk to you. I will say we don't accept anything that is used. Um, We take pride in building our homes with all new products. We want to make sure these homes are efficient and that there's no opportunity, you know, for something to happen because of putting in a product that is older or has been used prior. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about the kind of home itself, like the the structure of the home. You're not talking about, you know, linens and bedding and things like that. Right. Absolutely. Yes. The homeowners are responsible for decorating and completing their home. They want to make the home their own. That's really important for them to be able to uh, furnish their home the way they want. Excellent. 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 Well, Beth, I hope you'll save me a slot to volunteer and I'm really looking forward to the gala. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Habitat is hosting its annual fundraiser, the High Heels and Hard Hats Gala at Granite Links. It's scheduled for October 21st, but of course, COVID will determine the exact format. So stay tuned. I'm actually a guest speaker. You can check for updates at SouthShoreHabitat.org and again, make a gift to support their mission at any time. Many thanks to my podcasting partner, the fantastically talented producer-editor Kristen Keith. To our intern, Cameron Baker. To Donna Mavramatis and her team at Mavro Creative for our website. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners. I'm Allie Donnelly. Talk to you soon.